Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Father, we pray that you open the scrolls to us. Reveal yourself to us from the pages of scripture. Let us see Jesus. Let your word come to us and change our story. For there's one thing we want from you, just a word from you, so we can see your glory. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I am born again. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 8, the Bible says that God created a garden, made a garden, formed a garden. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And what did he do? What did he do with the garden? Oh, come on, preach with me. What did he do with the garden? He put who? Whom he had made or he had formed. That man there is not once, Adam and Eve, put them in the garden. And then out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. So talking about eating, God made trees grow good for food, pleasant to the eye, but not just that. And then what some of the, one of the trees were, let's say, what, what tree is that? The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. And the tree of two, these two unique trees, Tree of life, tree of knowledge of good and evil. Say tree of life. So God formed a garden, and then he, he made trees grow in the garden, and then he made the tree of life, he put the tree of life also there. For what purpose? Okay, let's go to 15, and that's why. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to, to turn and to keep it. Go, go see, see verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree, say every tree, so the tree, the reason why the trees grow, he put the tree there, said you can eat it. Which tree? And what are the trees that were in the garden? Every tree that is pleasant to the side. And then what else? Tree of life. And then which one else? Knowledge of good and evil. And he said from every tree, eat. Every, is that all? Okay, was there a condition? Um, Every tree, you are free to eat, but of the tree of knowledge. So all the trees, God created, planted the garden, made the garden, put man in the tree. He said, let's say these are the trees. He said, eat every tree, but don't eat this one. Right. So that means the natural food and the tree of life, eat it. Okay. That's right. He, he created the tree so that he can eat. God, man can eat, but he said, the tree of, tree of knowledge of good of evil, that one, don't eat it. I'm not here to talk about the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Mm. But man failed to eat the tree of life. Eat that one. God created us. Soul, spirit, and body. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. The natural life, the Greek word, the, the, the Greek word is bios. The natural life. So that's what we get, biology. Study of the natural life. But we are three, three parts. So you have the natural life. You have the soul life. The soul life is suke. Okay, that's what we get, psychology. The study of the soul the mind, psychology. So biology, the natural life, psychology, the soul life. But Zoe, no one can study it. That's the life of God. And he put the tree of Zoe in the garden. He said, you have the natural life, you have the soul life, but the spirit life, you don't have it yet. Now go for it. Okay. 
Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God said, go and eat that one. Eat that one. Now watch this. The natural life is a temporal life. It's not the original life. It's not the original life. Because it's temporal. The natural life is not the original life. The soul life is not the real life. The real life is the uncreated one. The Zoe. And the life. So the Bible is about life and buildings. I said the Bible is about life and building. That's why you saw that the river that flowed, it had stones. It's for buildings. That's why we are made to be stones for the building of God's house. The Bible is about life and buildings. Or better still, you can talk about Christ and church. Christ is life, church is building. Not natural building. But I said, I'll build my church. Church is built. And according to Ephesians chapter 2, he said, he says that being built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ himself being the chief one of God, verse 21, verse 21, in whom the whole building, this church building, okay, you and I, being built together grows. Uh, buildings don't grow, but this kind of building grows. All right. We, the church building, we grow. Growing into a holy temple of the Lord. God has never had any desire to live in buildings. The reason why he created you and I is so that he can be in us. That's why he created us. And so he put life there. He said, eat so I can come into you for regeneration. So to germinate the Zoe life inside you, you have to go for it. But man failed to do that because, oh, Jesus, the serpent. The serpent came and told man, had God said you shouldn't eat of every tree, he said, eat this one, you'll be fine. God doesn't want you to eat the knowledge of good and evil. He doesn't want you to know. So eat it. And then by, by obeying the serpent, listen to me, by obeying the serpent, the serpent infested man with humanity. He infected humanity, man, with the poison of the serpent. And we were all born carrying that poison. So God has to find a way of taking that poison out of us before putting the life back into us. That's what born again is about. So Jesus, watch this. So Jesus Christ came, okay? Jesus Christ came. As the Lamb of God, who does what? He takes away that poison, the sin. But not only the Lamb of God, watch this, not only the Lamb of God. I want to show you today's service that he said, even as Moses lifted the serpent, even so, the Son of Man must be lifted. And there's a reason why the serpent was raised in the wilderness in Numbers chapter 21, verse 4 to 9. There's a reason why it was, the serpent was raised. It was, a, it was a serpent without a poison. So in John chapter 3, verse 14, put it on the screen. Let's already read it out from the screen. John chapter 3, verse 14. Are you ready to read it? Yeah. I want you to read it like someone who believes in God. Let's go. Read it out loud. And as most in the world, even when you read the Bible, come across statements and phrases like, even so, likewise, don't ignore them. Even so, likewise, in the same way, he says that likewise, the Spirit helps us in our infirmities. Romans chapter 8 verse 20 says, likewise, likewise. even so. Bible says that since by one man sin entered the world and through sin death, even so, through one man, Romans chapter 5 verse 19. So there are a lot of even so, the same way, likewise. And here, he says that as, as the Moses lifted the serpent, in the wilderness, in, in the same way, even so, means the same way. Think about it. What happened in the wilderness was a type of a real thing that was about to happen. He wasn't a serpent, but he, 
he was is going to be raised in the likeness. Romans chapter 8, verse 3. Bible says that Christ came in the likeness of sinful flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness, not he wasn't a sinful flesh, but he came in the likeness. He came the same way, but without the sin. The flesh without the sin. It was only Christ who had flesh without sin. In the Bible, anything flesh is no good. But Christ came in the likeness of sin, in the in sinful flesh, in the likeness. Why? So that, oh, so that he would go to the cross. On the cross, he was the lamb. But he wasn't only the lamb. He was also like the serpent. That was lifted. And I want to show you the difference. The lamb. The lamb is for redemption. To deal with the sin problem. The the basic message of scripture that God is love. All right. God loves us. That God forgives us our sins. Christ that The basic message. You don't need to go to university to understand it. No, no. You, do, you can take the Bible and you get the basic message of the Bible. The Bible is not for theology. It's for feeding. Ah. Remember what was in the Garden of Eden? The tree of life was in the Garden of Eden. I submit to you, the tree of life was there. And even in the last book, the last book, Revelation chapter 22, that's the last chapter of the Bible. Okay, I think it's good we see it, isn't it? Look at verse 1 and 2. Hey, Revelation, before we do that, why don't we actually... Go to Revelation chapter 2, verse 17, somewhere there. Revelation 2, 17 said, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna. That's another message. Hidden manna. <laughs> hidden manna. Where is the manna? In the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. The ones he gave them to eat. The, he, has, he said, preserve something for me. It's for the overcomers. That one is for me, but I'll give it to them. Mm. Three things. The hidden manna, the burden rod, and the tables of the covenant, the three things. Do you remember the burden road? Yes. So he said, I'll give the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him the white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no man knows except. Now, he said, I will give to eat. If you overcome, you'll be given to eat. The hidden manna is the manna of life. Jesus said, I am the manna that came from heaven. Wow. Revelation 22, verse 1 to 3, said, and I saw... Revelation, and I saw, and I saw. It's already a done deal. No, I will see. I saw. What God will do for you, it's already been done. It's already been done. When someone gives you an inheritance or something is bequeathed to you, it means that he has done the job already. It's not a promise. It's a will. There's a difference between a will and a promise. A will means I have it. It's already there. When I'm not there, take it. So if a person dies, that means that that will is yours. But a promise is different. Maybe he said that I promised to buy you a car, but I didn't get a chance to, and he died. <laughs> so actually, if you have a will, the one who has a will, or who a will has been made for, and the one who has a promise has been made to, the one who has the promise prays that the promiser lives. <laughs> but the one who has the will, <laughs> shout hallelujah! And I have good news for you. He died. Revelation chapter 22, verse 1. Is it okay if we read it together? Yes. Right, let's go. Oh, what did you show me? Of what? Water of what? Water of what? 
said, the words that I speak unto you, John chapter 6, verse 63, they are the spirit and life. The reason why he says that, he said, he said, he said I am the bread of love. I'm the bread of life. He who eats me shall not die. What kind of life is this? Say, so if you eat me, you shall not die. John 6, 53, 54, 56, 58, 57, 58. Say, so if you eat this bread, you won't die. Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. You don't have life. Ah, the life that was in Genesis, which is now in Revelation. So let me show you quickly. Revelation. Remember John chapter 6, verse 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father. So he said, I am the way to the Father. Me, way to the Father. And he said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Ah, I've been with you all this while. You don't know me. He said that the Father is in me and I'm in the Father. John chapter 14. <laughs> So he came as life. May I submit to you briefly before I move on? This needs to, someone needs to hear this. It's a little bit strong in theology, but we are, I'm talking to diff, people at different levels. So some of you may get it. If you don't get it, at least it won't confuse you. When Jesus came on earth, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit and was clothed in humanity. It wasn't only like Jesus came, so Holy Ghost and Father were waiting. In, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, it says that for in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, physically. The entire Godhead in him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead. For in him, in him dwells all the fullness. Godhead is not the head of God. Okay? Godhead means God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Revelation says that, um, yeah, water of life. Clear as, as, uh, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. That's a very interesting one. Go to the next verse, look at it. And he said, and uh, in the middle of its street, and on either side of the river was what? The tree of life. It's still there. This whole thing is about life, oh bro. This whole thing is about life. It says that if you don't have the sun, you don't have life. You may have bios, you may have suki, but you don't have zoe. And so, ah, ah, this is good. Adam was meant to have this zoe. It was there, Adam, eat it, go for zoe. Go for the life, the tree of life. Adam, eat it. That's why God made Adam in his image. So that he can fit into Adam. There is a spirit in man. Okay, there is a spirit in man. God, God dwells, inhabits the spirit of man. So when he created you, he created habitation, a space inside you for himself. He puts... His spirit, uh, he put spirit in you so that he can, he can spit into your soul. He can save your soul, but he can't stay there. He can't fit into your body. He comes into your spirit. So, God created man to contain him, but Adam missed it. So, we watch this, I'm about to make a strong statement. 
we were created, and if Adam had eaten the tree of the tree of life, yeah. what he would have been introduced to was what is called regeneration, mm. or there would have been germination. Something would have, it's like growing. Life would have been germinated. But he ate the wrong tree. And then he was infested with poison. So John the Baptist was sent. Watch this, watch this. What was his message? Repent. Okay? What is the meaning of repentance? You, you say, I repent, I repent. And you come to John the Baptist, what does he do to you? He, he takes you and puts you under the water, a sign of death. Repentance means what I have is not good. It's only good for, for, the, for burial. What is it? The poison inside. So you need, ah, something of Adam had to be terminated through John the Baptist's assignment. For the Holy, he said, I baptize with water for termination. But he that is coming after me, it is he who baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. Why? Because he's baptizing with germination, life. I came to terminate, he's coming to uh, germinate. Adam must be buried. I've said a lot in this short time. The reason for sickness is Adam. The reason for the frustration I taught you some time ago is so, so frustration, addictions, sicknesses, uh, confusion, they are all signs of death. They are all the evidence of death. death. The, so you may not be dead, but the, the smell of death. In fact, the very day you were born, you start dying. But that, because you have bios, that's, bio is, is meant to be buried. Yeah. 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 But if you have Zoe, it does not die. It's an uncreated life. That is why he said, Jesus, listen, 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 listen. Jesus, they didn't kill him all. He said, I laid down and I picked it again. <laughs> because he said, John chapter 11, verse 25 said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection. How can you keep resurrection? And when he resurrected, he brought this life. He made, uh-huh. he made this life acceptable, eatable. Okay. You can take it in, edible for humanity. Right. Had it not done that, there's no way you and I could have been born again. Okay. Because it can, the life of God hasn't been processed for him to enter you. So when, they, when the people say, that, oh, you yeah, are not a child of God and all that, when we, we Christians say God is in us, we are talking about the God who went through the process of incarnation, birth, death, burial, and resurrection, and he became a life-giving spirit. Yeah. Huh. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45. <laughs> I'm getting excited. Christianity is not just about collection. You are coming to collect. God, you have to do this. God, you have to do this. God, you have to do this. I, there is the message title of the, I'm born again. What I'm trying to say, the reason why you are born again is not to go to heaven. Amen. You're not born again in order to go to heaven. You are born again to get what Adam couldn't get. So when we are born again, the, you see, the cross just brings us from the curse of Adam. But that's not it. So that we can enter into what he should have entered, the life he didn't have, the zoe he didn't have. That's what we are having. So now, in John chapter 3, John chapter 3, from verse 1 particularly, 
ruler of the synagogue, a teacher. You know, that man must be older than Jesus. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. He comes to Jesus and for a Jew to call you rabbi, do you know what it means? For him to be a Pharisee and he call you a teacher and he must be older than Jesus. And he was a ruler. This man had a lot going for him. He was cool. He was fine. He, didn't, he, shouldn't have needed, he shouldn't have needed life because he was okay. This germination thing is not only for those who are messed up. It's for human beings. Adam, it was meant for Adam, but he missed it. Okay, now let me get away. So he came to Jesus. He said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher. Eh? They knew it all. The Pharisees, they could see the evidence. They could see. Jesus said in John chapter 10, he said that if you don't believe me for what I say, for the sake of what I do, believe me for what I do, because the works that I do, the Father in me doeth these works. So the Pharisee says, ah, we know you are a rabbi, you are a teacher sent from God. That's a nice testimony. <laughs> I like that. We know you that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do the, thing, the signs you do. Bible says that God did not leave himself without a witness. Brothers and sisters, this Christianity without results is not really a, the, the genuine Christianity. He said, then was set among the hidden, Psalm 127. Yes. Then was set among the hidden. The Lord has done great things for them. When the Lord turned again and come, people will see it. When, on the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, verse 14, that was, when Peter was telling them about the resurrection, he says that this, this is the word they promised, and this is what you see. God, in fact, verse 33, verse 30, Acts 2, 33, he says that he received the, the promise of the Father, and poured, and this which he has uh, 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 poured on us with the Spirit, he poured out this, which you now see and hear. When God is moving, people will see and hear. Amen. Stop telling me, for me, it's my heart. God has blessed me in my heart. No, no, no. It must, it must be seen. Ah, please, get, don't get me wrong. I am not supposing that gain is godliness. <laughs> Bible says, from such turn away. First Timothy chapter 6. I'm not supposing that gain is godliness. But what I'm saying is that godliness with contentment is great gain. <laughs> godliness with contentment. Hebrews chapter, chapter 30 says that be, 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 uh, be, let your life be without covetousness. Verse 5 and Six. Let your life be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. There's something you always have. Be content. Be content with such things as you have. But start being thankful to God first. And stop the complaining because when you complain, you attract the serpent. Read your Bible. Numbers 21. It was their complaint that brought the serpent that beat them and they started dying. Some of us complain too much. We think life is a right. It's not a right. It's a gift. Thank God for being alive. Start from there. I know, I know maybe you don't have the job you want to have. You should have. You don't have the car you should be driving. You but when you write your biography, we will not add cars. The car you drive. 
They won't add the watch you wore. Uh, he said, we know that God is with you. Rabbi, because of the things that you, you are doing, the miracles, if God was not with you, these things can happen. People must begin to confess and affirm that the things that are happening in your life are not normal. God is behind it. Yes, yeah. Husbands, husbands, listen. One of the reasons why my wife respects me as a servant of God is not because I do everything right always, but she knows God is behind my life. Right. She knows it. She knows I love God. <laughs> Am I not speaking the truth now? Oh, you are speaking the truth. <laughs> 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 But what I'm trying to say is that some of you, if we ask you to do a prayer, your wife will say, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he said, they don't know this man. No. <laughs> if we make a mistake, we say, oh, let's bring him and give him a front seat. They say, hey, the wife will say, oh my God. <laughs> the pastor is not sensitive. <laughs> some of you, you can't put church anything on your Facebook. Because your friends don't know that you are a Christian. Because of the amount of alcohol you have been quaffing with them. <laughs> hey! Because of the things you have been doing, people can't see any trace of godliness around you. I'm not, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about godliness. There's a difference. Bible said, great is the mystery of God. Godliness is different from morality. Yeah. Definition of godliness, the easiest definition. Godliness is simply God expressed. Carnality is simply flesh in manifestation. Lust in control. So for us to be godly, we must restrict the flesh. Flesh restricting Tendencies and God expressing activities. Thank you, Lord. Hey, Pastor, I'm saying some interesting things. Yes, yes, yes. I came to you as someone sent from God. I didn't come to say something so you can be excited. I came to make an appeal for the future God has for you, for the call on your life. You are not born again just so you can go to heaven. If God has born again, so we can be his house. If God has born again, so that the life of God can grow in us. He said that for by one spirit were we all baptized into one body. It's a body life. Regeneration is not for, about heaven. After all, we are, we are the heavenly people. We are the hallelujah people. Yeah. The people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bible says that no one has seen the Father, but the Son, the only begotten of the Father, he who is in the bosom of the Father, he said in John chapter 1 verse 18, he declares, he defines, he expresses God to us. And this God is now in us. Jesus told the man, Nicodemus, verse 3, of John chapter 3, except a man be born again. Where did that come from? What does it mean to be born again? 
Except a man before he cannot see the kingdom of God. Where is this? And the man said, and my, and my teacher said, but how can a grown-up man, look at the next verse. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born when he's, he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said, no, 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 I'm not talking about birth in time. This one is birth in time. What he's talking about, it can be seen. It can be quantified. But I'm talking about spiritual birth, which connects to eternity. He said it is like the wind. that You can feel the effect, but you can't see it. He said, so is he who is born of the spirit. Then he said, whatsoever is born of flesh is flesh. So assuming you could manage to go back into your mother's womb and be born again, you still remain flesh. I'm not talking about flesh. I'm talking about Zoe. Regeneration. Is someone getting what I'm saying? He says, the wind blows in the Greek is the same word. Pneuma. Wind. Pneuma is the same for spirit. But interesting, is there a wind? Is there a difference between wind and air? Practically, it depends. Wind is always, okay. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it's going. Did you see that? Let's all read this part together. That's what born again is about. Sometimes you can't explain it with words. But it's so profound and real. This our born again experience is so real. They may say, oh, every time they say, it's not about going to church. Oh, no, no. They think it's about, we go to church because we are born again. But going to church doesn't make you born. Being born again, you have been elevated above human level. The life of God is now in you. And if you can nurture it, if you can grow it, you will do amazing things. The people will say, what kind of manner of man is this? That even the wind obey him. Tell somebody, I'm born again. again. Time will not permit me to go further. But the point I want to make here is that we are the people of the spirit of God. Okay? This whole thing is not just a religious gathering. It's the assembling of the sons of God. He, that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. We are the many brethren of the firstborn. For what purpose? Not just to go to heaven, but to exhibit the life of God. All creation. Romans chapter 8. All creation waste for the manifestation of the sons of God. It's about time you take control. I said it's about time you take control. How do you die? Read your Bible. Pray. Come to church. Build your spirit. Nurture your spirit. Feed your spirit, man. There's life inside you. Just grow it. Suddenly you begin to realize that you're actually getting taking more control and more control because what happens? The glory of God begins to manifest. He said, we are being changed to the same image from glory. The serpent. That's when he spoke about the serpent. That's why he spoke about the serpent. He said, the man of the son of man must. He didn't say son of God, he said son of man. He had to be man to terminate the wickedness of the serpent. So we were all like mini serpents. I've been eating of him. 
That's why I believe him so I can bat ripe almonds. Blossom in them bad. I pray for you that anything that is trying to put your Christian testimony to disrepute comes under divine judgment in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that anything that is trying to restrict your Christian testimony comes under divine judgment in the name of Jesus. I pray that the life of God will begin to manifest. People will begin to see it. People will begin to see it. People will begin to see it. They will see the hand of God in your life. They will see the finger of God at work in your life. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Andrew, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.